You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Good morning, good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, March 29th, 8.03 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And welcome to the Collective Cafe. It's Wellness Wednesday, so let's talk about mental health and let's talk about wellness and let's talk about self-love. Let's talk about perspective. Let's talk about what I just posted in the cafe chat uh, good morning, Tim. Um, my latest article on my newsletter, my LinkedIn newsletter, um, which is called um, Fat Thin. Have you ever heard of that concept, being fat thin? Um, it is, um, I think it's, I, I guess what it is, is that when somebody is, I guess there are two ways to look at it, right? One way is uh, people that are uh, thin, I mean, I guess it's the same thing in both cases, right? It's people that are thin that believe they're fat, right? But the question is whether whether it's true, whether it's not true. Generally, it isn't true. Um, but for me, I, I think certainly it comes from someone who was once maybe fat and they've lost the weight, but they just can't see themselves in a, in a different way. They don't see themselves as thin. In fact, uh, and I've you know, gone through this, it's, it's, it's absolutely personal account. Um, you know, I've gone to the point where I've been so thin that I've been gaunt. People have said, I'm worried about you. Um, you, you're way too thin. And I've almost, you know, taken that as a compliment, like, thanks. Um, but I look at myself in the mirror and I just, and I'm like, and I, I don't see a thin person. I see a fat person or I see, you know, whether they call it a fat person in a thin person's body or, um, but it's a, I don't know if, if the term is body dysmorphia, um, but um, yeah, but it's, 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 it's a thing being fat thin. Um, at the moment, as I said in my article, I think I'm fat, fat. Um, but, um, you know, I think um, this, this was my seated soliloquy um, when I pre-recorded with Mike Milner. The show itself is not, you can link to it in the article, but the show itself is not released. Actually, today I'm going to release the show with Roberto Blake. I just haven't had a chance to, and I'm, you know, just trying to figure out a better 
process um, to promote the show and create more of a structure, more of a, you know, checklist. I need to create that checklist. Maybe I'll do that and, you know, just actually like write it up right in front of me as a whiteboard and just go check, check, check. Like these are all the steps you need to do um, in order to, you know, have you booked them for a Discord, for an after show Discord? Have you told them, have you emailed them that the show is going to go live? Um, so, you know, today what I'll do is I'll just flip the switch and we'll go from unlisted to listed. I'll send Roberto an email. I'll say to him, hey, the show is live. Would be great for you to promote it. Um, here's the, you know, the show notes. I've also produced uh, the one minute highlight clip, um, which is actually part of a bigger clip, which you really need to like watch the whole clip. I actually, I mean, the idea is that the extended clip will be available um, to Alpha Collective members and um, also um, in, you know, like a little subscriber section on Instagram, which I've already uploaded it to. It's like a dollar a month. I don't even know how many subscribers I got. Probably one, which is me. Um, let's see. Um, I don't even know how I can, how I can uh, figure that out. I think there's a way to figure it out. Uh, let's see. Uh, subscribers. Clicking on it now. I've got about five videos loaded, but I can't see how many subscribers I have. Um, but I think, I think I'm just paying myself a dollar a month. I'm not really promoting it much, but, but it's out there. And at the moment, I mean, the idea is just to have like extended clips. So I've got like uh, Kevin Degods, I've got Sean Kananga, I've got Roberto, I've got uh, Shanda Sumter and Dan Fail. Um, it's an amazing clip. It's about a four minute clip before I edited it down. Um, this idea of being, uh, um, it, it all came from me asking him the question, which is why are celebrities so damn insecure? That was the question. And boy, oh boy, did he give a powerhouse of an answer. Whoa, what an unbelievable answer he gave. Um, so, um, but, you know, going back to um, Mike Milner, who is a life coach and a nutrition coach and had such a great conversation, a different conversation about um, health and wellness. And, um, and the soliloquy was called diet, right? Diet, D-I-E apostrophe, or not apostrophe, dash T, right? So the argument was it's time to take the die out of diet. Um, I Just little little thoughts, like people say, I live for food, but would you die for food? You know, so, and isn't it funny how the word die is in diet? Um, and, you know, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's the perfect conversation for Wellness Wednesday because, you know, in marketing, we say perception is reality. It doesn't matter what you say. It matters, like, at, at the end of the day, what your customer thinks is, is, is it's their reality. It's their perception of reality. It's their version of reality, but it is reality because to them it's real. And so anything you say and do, and, and however you want to protest, that's why image is, uh, can be everything, um, and we can come back to image in a good way and a bad way um, because superficial image is not a good thing, right? When you do judge a book by its cover, when you do look at someone based on how they look on the outside, even when we think about dating, when we think about swiping, when we think about forming impressions on people, when we think about networking at an event, who do you go up to? Who do you talk to? You know, do you talk to someone who looks, um, who looks experienced, who looks wise, who looks grizzled, who looks senior, who looks rich, who looks like they've got a big budget, who looks like they're an important person at an important company doing important things with a big budget? Of course you do if you're a salesperson. How do you know? Well, um, there are many ways, um, but just based on looks, you know, someone who's slightly older but not too old, someone who's dressed well. Uh, and not dressed like a, you know, like a schlumpf, which is a big problem, you know, especially in, in not business today, but just in culture today. The guys, I mean, you look at the Grammys or you look at, you know, these music awards, the guys come in, in essentially shorts and a, and a tank top or, and, and the women are dressed to the nines. The women are dressed like, like rock stars, like movie stars. And I know it's part of the culture as well, um, but... But there's a there's a there's an imbalance 
But you know, listen, if you're <laughs> if you're Eminem or Jay Z, you can dress the way you want. I know it's Eminem and I know it's Jay Z. Um, but what do you do if you're you know, what do you do if you're just someone arriving at a conference? Hey, I'm, you know, going down to um, NFT Miami. How am I going to dress? I'm not wearing shorts. I'm not wearing a... Would I wear a T-shirt? Yeah, I might wear a T-shirt, um, but I'll wear it with jeans. Will I wear a jacket? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe in the evening. Maybe not. Um, but I'm not wearing shorts. I'll tell you that. Um and I think I will try and look at, uh, I mean, I'll take down collared shirts. It's the least I can do. Maybe I won't tuck them in. Um, but maybe what I do is I project that, you know, I'm not I'm not a kid. I mean, you can also see I'm not a kid because I'm not cleanly shaved and I've got, I got a really, you know, uh, uh, unimpressive patch of white, gray to white hair on my chinny chin chin. So I'm definitely going to look like, uh, one of the older people in the room, because typically I am, uh, what I don't want to do is be, come across as a normie. What I don't want to do is come across as a who let the old guy in. Um, but, you know, but that's also part of the image, right? So not 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 that I'm even th- think I'm only talking about it, thinking about it now because I'm talking about it or talking about it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm, I, don't, I don't care about that. I mean, I suppose... If I do care about something, it would be about the fact that I do know that I'm going, uh, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm, it's my first NFT event that I'm going to, and um, but I'm very chameleon-like. I've always been a chameleon when it comes to blending in and adapting um, in an authentic way. Like I'm not the kind of person that's going to say mf and and fam and you know and you know I that's not who I am. You know, I'll say GM. GM feels more authentic to me. Uh, friend, um, that's an interesting one. GM friend, um, occasionally, but but you know, it's like me saying grass or podcast. It doesn't feel natural for me. So it also feels weird when I say grass and podcast, um, because I because it it's it feels it just feels a little it, it like I know that it's um, it, it's a weird feeling because. I almost feel like, am I saying this now to intentionally be different? Am I being stubborn? Should I be adapting? Should I be saying grass or podcast? But I will when it when it feels natural to me. And before it does, it's just going to, I will continue to be conspicuous and stick out by saying grass and podcast. But I normally do it like in a, in a self-deprecating way. So I'll say something like uh, podcast, which I know sounds like weird, you know, so like I'll, I'll, I'll let attach a little bit of annotation, if you will, um, to it. So, you know, everything we do and everything we say, branding is everything and branding is everyone and, you know, and, 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 and branding is essentially the sum total of every, you know, cue, uh, visual, verbal, nonverbal that you give out implicitly, explicitly, directly, indirectly, um, and that's what, what forms that overall image. But typically at a networking event, you go there and, um, you know, people are going to look at your name badge um, and they're going to look and see VP, SVP of marketing at IBM. Well, that person's going to get mobbed um, at an event where there are lots of salespeople or sellers or people looking for sponsorship or whatever the case may be. Whereas, you know, Joseph Jaffe unemployed um you know, you've got less chance if it was Joseph Jaffe, uh, you know, chairman emeritus, uh, you know, met life or, I mean, whatever, you know. But so so that's one way that, that we've, you know, you look, you feel, you know, your, your, your grooming, your clothing, your title. I mean, that's, that's your, your company that you work for. These are how we all just, you know, have to. We have no choice. Um, but to kind of make those snap judgments. Um, I, I'm a big believer that sometimes the person you least expect is the person that can change your life. Um, I'm also a believer in empathy, which is talk to people and, and give them the time of the day and be, time of day and be friendly. Because, you know, even that, that, you know, student, for example, that's there 
chatting to you that, oh, you know, I'm at University of Miami and I just decided to pop in and whatever and I'm kind of curious. And, you know, I, go, and, and, you know, I happen to maybe talk to them about, about Joseph Jaffe is not famous and they go, oh, you know what, my dad is actually the, you know, the blah, blah, blah at CNBC. I mean, that's what can change your life. And that also comes down to like we had the you know in the in the collective cafe the other day talking about the idea of road range and someone having a bad day. It's the same concept um, of how we judge people and how we form opinions and how we um, don't give people the benefit of the doubt. So much better to give people the benefit of the doubt. But let's go back to um, you know this idea of <clears throat> of fat thin thin fat. Fat, fat, thin, thin, uh, chin, chin, <clears throat> and and this idea of um, you know health and wellness. I, I want to focus less on the actual body and the body image and the weight and the BMI, um, and and maybe focus on a couple things. One is just health, being healthy in general, um, and whatever that means. Um, you know, I I like the idea of multitasking i love the idea of um at one point um there's a guy he was on the show i think his name's greg Sattel. he probably still does it um he takes the dog for a walk every day and he just does a clubhouse room called i mean again I'm, i say i don't know if he does it anymore because clubhouse is you know it's it's a bit of an empty clubhouse at the moment uh, and it's just called Dog Walk, and he has these ridiculously intellectual conversations, amazing conversations, um, and, you know, people join him on his dog walk, um, and and it's great. It's it's great for him because he's taking his dog for a walk, he um, is getting exercise, and he's basically networking and feeding his He's feeding his body and he's feeding his mind. He's feeding his soul as well. It's maybe not as great, you know, for maybe three or four people that may be lying on their, you know, dormant, uh, inactive, um, 250, 300, 350 pounds, you know, haven't moved from, you know, their bed all day. I'm just using that as an extreme example that are joining Greg on his dog walk. What I like is this idea of, of killing two birds with one stone. What I like, and, and certainly during the first year and change of COVID, <clears throat> when I was running four or five times a week, uh, listening to Tim Ferriss, listening to Howard Stern, listening to uh, all these podcasts, um, wasn't quite listening to Fanzo's daily podcast yet. That, I guess, started in 21 into 22, um, but still... You know, um, you know, my my Peloton now is is I don't get to listen to podcasts anymore uh, because I'm I'm watching the instructor and listening to the you know to to that whole the music track and I kind of miss it. I kind of miss the fact that I can't feed my mind as much as I used to while I was feeding my body. But multitasking is huge, you know. Many of you, I think, multitask uh, while you're doing while you're listening live. Um, how do I know that? Um, because I know that some of you would probably come up sooner if you could. I know, for example, I know that Bears would, um, and but he's doing other things, and that's good for him. It's it's um, and, and by the way, it's good for me too because I'm talking, I'm creating. I'm learning, I'm getting food for potential newsletters. Um, just, just, uh, I just fed in um, to draft.co um, the, the script, the transcript from yesterday's um, Collective Cafe on people. I figured there's, some, there's a really good article there, and so I'll pay $80 to see for 800 words on a synthesis of, of yesterday. Let's just see how that comes out. I just felt like there was good meat there because it's such a common thread, this idea and common theme, an important theme that, you know, it's really just about people and people get in their own way. And, um, and so, so for me, it's great. I am focused. 
I'm not multitasking. I'm not on my phone. Um, I'm staring at at all of you at your at your icons. I am checking the back chat every now and then. Poep is created already, and um, and and I'm producing content, and I'm also building something. I'm building something that I believe um, will um, end up with hundreds of people or thousands of people, um, and we can talk about how we're doing, right? Because we have three days left in 29th, 30th, 31st. Uh, we didn't get to 20, or we still might, um, but it doesn't look like we did. Um, so we've got to go back to uh, to the drawing board and, um, you know, and and figure out some more marketing. Um, that's so funny, uh, Jen. So you just said it says page not found. I can find it. Um, if you're looking at the, if you're looking at this, Try try that again. That's so weird. I wonder if it's because you're not on uh, LinkedIn or something, um, if that's possible. Um, or No, you must be on LinkedIn, um, but that's so weird. Um, if you also subscribe to my newsletter, um, you'll get it when I update the newsletter. Let me, let me um, I think I put a little bitly together. This is the link to the newsletter. I just put that into, into the back chat and you can subscribe to the newsletter. By the way, um, it's amazing. I've got 2,358 subscribers um, to the newsletter, and that's just feeding into my feed. Um, that was the easiest thing ever. How many people read it? I don't know, because it, you know, it, it, it makes its way into the feed. Uh, it's not as powerful as a new... I would love to be able to export those email addresses and send this out to MailChimp, trust me, um, and I don't know if that's possible. Uh, maybe at some point it would be. You would think it should be, right? If I'm connected to these people, maybe I should be able to. But <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure LinkedIn wouldn't like that too. But yeah, so that was. Um, oh, that's so funny. Bear said also page not found. Got that too. Um, I have no idea why. So um, go figure. There's always a little bit of tech not technology um, that uh, that causes and wreaks havoc for us um yeah i'm on my own page i'm clicking on uh, i'm clicking on it and uh yeah i mean it's some sometimes things work and sometimes they don't let's try one more time copy link to post uh see if that works um who knows i think that might work actually um and uh and i use mid journey um to come up with the image i was like <laughs> I was trying to uh, trying to get Midjourney to like I want I want an image of someone who is thin but they're looking in the mirror and they see a fat version of themselves and you know so I'm still trying to figure out how to use Midjourney. I, I finally um, uh, I'm paying ten bucks a month um, to to use Midjourney. I'm still not sure I know exactly how to use it, um, but I'm going to keep playing around with it. Um, what I did figure out the hard way, <laughs> I mean, only because it wasn't working, um, but um, that you can, there's a, a mid-journey bot and you can just DM the bot. So everything will just kind of appear in your feed, which is so much better than what I was doing because I was like in the newbie um, section and and I was just like, uh, you know, I, I, I queried, I prompted and then suddenly it was like, ah, oh, there's too much stuff coming out. And I was like, I couldn't find my post and I couldn't find the images um, so I'm going to continue to play around um, a little bit with with mid journey. Um, well, let's okay. So let's go back to this idea um, of image and self love and insecurity. These are common themes that we've been talking about for weeks now, right? Even yesterday, this idea of people that are threatened by strong voices, loud voices. Um, you know the the prototypical person who is half your age that will work twice as hard as you for half the pay. Um, I've already commented on that, that I don't even think that works anymore because now the person half your age will work half as hard as you and want double your pay um, because they're so in demand. So I actually think that uh, work ethic counts for something, but clearly at the same time it's work um, smarter, not necessarily harder um, but there are all these forms of bias in our life, right? And and insecurities and, and I mean, I think if there's any goal, it is 
when I say love yourself, what does it mean to love yourself? It means uh, it means to accept yourself. It means not to be in love with yourself. Um, we, you know, Greek mythology and and myth is filled with people that fell in love with themselves. That you know that uh, maybe that was Medusa. I don't know Icarus. Like there's so many stories of people that that you know, fell in love with themselves to the point at which they lost themselves and, and they were doomed forever. Love yourself does not mean fall in love with yourself. It doesn't mean worship yourself. It means accept yourself. It means accept that you are, uh, that you're awesome and that you're going to be awesome or uh, accept your shortcomings, which doesn't make you um, inferior or inadequate. It shouldn't. It just means that you're you. And, um, I mean, I don't know that I will ever fully uh, love my body. Um, and, and, and it's weird because, like, I'm 52. Like, who am I, who am I trying to impress? I, I mean, the answer is it's rhetorical. I'm trying to impress myself. I don't think, I don't think you know, m- my wife is standing there with a, with a you know, um, uh, what do you call it, a, a whip saying, you know, when six pack, <laughs> maybe I was trying to think. Okay, now this is going to be the this is going to be the name of uh, of the of the episode today. When six pack, there you go. Um, it was going to be thin fat, but it's going to be when six pack. Um, so why why the obsession to want to look like I don't know like um, someone who's thirty or forty years younger than me or or a bodybuilder, or a Spartan racer, or um, or a Hollywood actor. Why? What? Who am I trying to impress? And 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 when I articulate it and talk about it, it's obvious. I'm trying to impress myself. I'm trying to prove something to myself, but I don't need to. What I need to be is healthy. What I need to make sure is that uh, there's no AFib and no you know, high blood pressure and that I'm going for my physical and, and getting, you know, I've, I haven't got on the, I haven't done any gym since in about a month, uh, five weeks, I've got to get back on the bike. I don't know why I haven't. I just, you know, sometimes I get in a great, uh, frame of mind early in the morning and I can be on the bike at five or six. Sometimes, um, it's late in the day, four or five best time in a way, for me, is like maybe six o'clock. Um, it's just I don't know. Maybe it's been too cold. Um, but like those evenings are awesome. Six to seven on the bike, come off, have a nice hot shower, have dinner straight away. You know, really feel like great way to end the day. You know, um, and I got to get back there too. So health and well, health and wellness, physical health and wellness, longevity. Um, lifestyle, these are all much more important than how you look in a mirror. And, um, you know, I mean, I think there are some basics, like I want to, I don't, I don't want to have bulges, you know, uh, you know, in like where my, where my belt is. I don't like the love handles, never have. Um, also don't feel like I should ever go and have any form of, uh, cosmetic or, or treatment because, because I, I am who I am. That's one thing I've always believed. Um, but yeah, looking looking good and feeling good is very different to looking great and feeling great. I mean, what is great? Great is a, an order of good. Good good enough is better than great, if you think about it. I say good to great. In this case, it should be great to good. Great to good. Like good enough. You should be, it should be good enough. For everyone, and especially including yourself, and so you got to wear you. You got to have that confidence. You got to find the harmony and the balance um, to be able to accept, uh, and and not accept in terms of con- concession. Not like, well, I'll never be dot dot dot. I guess I'll never. Who says? First of all, who says so? Uh, and second of all, why is that even important? I might have to accept I'll never be on television. I'll never be a talk show host, at least in the traditional sense. 
I might have to. I mean, you know, otherwise I am in danger of um, becoming, you know, Captain Ahab or Don Quixote and losing myself in an obsession to be someone I'm not or... But on the, on the flip side, right, Manifestation Monday, who says you can't? By the way, every single person here can actually end up with that six-pack if we so chose. If we really, really wanted it badly enough. Hell, I've run two New York marathons. Did I ever think I would? Not only did I ever think I would, but when I was training for the first one, so I don't know how many of you know the story, but um, I moved here in 1997 from South Africa, and um, it was 1990. It was 90. I think it was. I think it was 1997. It was either 97 or 98. It was one of the two. But I, I want to say it was 1997. And um, I stood in line to, you know, to try and um, get. Uh, you know, uh, get into the New York Marathon. Um, you know, the line was too long. I entered the, um, I entered the, uh, um, the, the drawing, the raffle, um, and and I got in. But by the time I got in, um, it was late. It was like May or June. No, no, yeah, it was about May or June. I only had about like three or four months to start training and and I had no plan. I had no, you know, I was I just I was looking for a job. It was just and eventually I I I started that process. Um and, and I was training and um I went to San Francisco uh with IBM. We were shooting radio spots for the small and medium business campaign. Um it was actually kind of cool staying at the Nico Hotel and um, my my client has actually passed away since, which is very sad. Um, he was um, going to stay and wait for the post-production and the first cuts. We're going to go to the studio, the production house, and listen to the first cuts. And I was basically told to stay in San Francisco for three or four days as a glorified babysitter. It was amazing. You know, I'm staying at the Nico Hotel all expenses paid for everything. My job was to pay, you know, obviously expense it, but pay for everything, lunch, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and just show him around. And he was an eccentric type of client. So we went to Alcatraz and we went to the uh, Napa and Sonoma and we went to uh, the giant Redwoods. First time I've ever been to the Redwoods was with him. And... um and I was just like a glorified tour guide. And we went to Lombardi Street and we went to Coit Tower. And I basically saw all of San Francisco as his tour guide. Um, and then, of course, you know, once a day we would go to the studio. Anyway, after the third or fourth day, um, um, he flew back and I was about to fly back. And for some reason, like a madman, I decided to do an uh, – I knew I had to. So it's like more or less like September, October, like about four weeks from the marathon itself, three weeks from the marathon. And I knew that I had to get an 18-mile run in. And so I ran from the Nico Hotel down uh, Market Street to Pier 1, basically, all along the coast, um, across the Golden Gate Bridge to essentially like right the other side, which I guess is Tiburon or Sausalito, not down, but just to the other side and then back. So it's nine miles there, nine miles back. But about four or five miles into that that run. And by the way, I, I I don't even know if I had a cell phone with me or what cell phones were like in 1997. I might have had a big fat cell phone. I don't think I had a cell with me. I think at the time I was running with like a Walkman or a or a was the iPod even out then? Um, and I had like five dollars. I didn't even have enough money really for a taxi. I, I took money just in case I needed a, a bottle of water or something. And it felt like someone had taken an ice pick and just jammed it into my knee, like from the front of the knee through the bone into my knee. And and I was in absolute agony. And this was about five miles into it. And I just kept on going like an idiot. And I ran and I ran and I ran in absolute agony. And I finished it. 
I did 18 miles in about, I don't know, three and a half hours, three hours 40 or something like that. Now, here's the insane part. In this agony and pain that I've been carrying for two and a half of the three and a half hours, I get back into my room, I shower, and then I leave for the airport, sitting in a middle seat with my knees like almost on my chin in absolute agony. I get back to New York City. I go see an orthopedic surgeon. He shows me how in 10% of people the ball doesn't you know, neatly go into the socket and how a result of me running and excess running and you know, I've chafed all the cartilage and essentially the pain I'm feeling is bone against bone. And he says, you can never run again. You will never run again. You can never run again. You're done. And now the dream is gone. Everything is gone. Running for me, which was like, you know, for me, mental health, running was like a lifesaver for me. And the inability to run is like a life end up for me. That's how bad it was. And I, and I didn't. I didn't run for about three years until one day we'd, um, actually I said three years? No, more like six or seven years. And then one day back in, 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 in Westport, um, it's probably around about 2004, I decide, let me just do a, I don't know, a two mile, a mile or a mile and a half. So slow that it was like 12 or 12 and a half or 13 minutes a mile. Like basically almost like a fast walk. Very, very uh, slow jog. And I was okay. And I did it again a few days later, maybe a week later. And slowly but surely, I, I found I could run again. And maybe the diagnosis was incorrect. Maybe I don't think cartilage can regrow. Um, but something happened. And um, I ended up running two New York marathons. Five hours, 13, 5, 11, and then 4.40. Now I'm going to tell you that I don't think I'll ever run another marathon. I'm not even sure I'll run another half marathon, just due to like various aches and pains and stuff. But again, anything is possible. So anything is possible, but also not everything is possible. <laughs> so if that makes any sense. Like if you set your mind to do almost anything you can, and yet there are some things that you will never be able to do. And you just got to like find happiness. You got to find a level of comfort. Um, and good enough is good enough. And that's how we live our lives. You know, so not to stand in the mirror and, and you know, look at our, you know, as a man, our shirtless, you know, self um, and say, you know, you're God's gift to humanity. But to actually say, it is what it is. Which doesn't mean it has to be what it be. You can still change it. You can still actually go out and make those changes. But it begins from a place of love. I think that's the key. You're going from love to love. You're not going from hate to love. You're not going from despise to love. Because you'll never get there otherwise. If you can never be comfortable in your own skin, in your own shoes, then you never will be. So when you get to that point that says, I'm good enough, now I'm going to go out and build on top of that. that to me, that's a, that's a good foundation to build and a foundation to grow. My little soliloquy that I just posted today um, I don't I don't know that some people might look at it and go, well, that's personal. Wow. That's quite brave. I don't think it's brave at all. In fact, I don't think I really don't think it's brave. I'd be curious if you do think it's brave. Um, or wow, that was a bit personal. I, I did actually think to myself, well, this is interesting for me to post something that's not business, business, business. Um in LinkedIn, that felt a little bit of a departure for me, but it felt natural enough to do today, to say this is the soliloquy that I want to post. Because guess what? All of my uh, 23,000 connections, whatever LinkedIn says, um, are people. <laughs> uh, I've, I've 22,000, what, what are my numbers on LinkedIn? I don't even know if these numbers are real. I didn't buy them, um, but I have, um, how do you see? 
I think I've got like. Let me find out how we. I saw it the other day when I clicked on it. I know that I have twenty. Well, I know that I have twenty two thousand two hundred forty eight followers, and I'm trying to work out how many uh, connections I have. If that's different, anyway. But um, every single one of them is a person, and probably more often, more of them than not, will have confidence, image, um, self doubt. Um, imposter syndrome, etc. Because there are people. And so, again, I didn't like set out to like with anything other than I was like, you know what? I really, um, I really need to, um, I really need to like get back to like posting my newsletter twice a week. Um, what should I write about? What should I do? And then I was like, you know what? I just plug three soliloquies into otter.ai, take the 300 or 400 words, use a bit of mid-journey, and there you go. And if you think about it, by the way, strategically, it's actually not, it's actually, it, it's, it's quite an interesting um, uh, approach, right? My newsletter occasionally will be a draft.co a written article, you know, synthesizing the collective cafe or maybe a summary of a very prominent guest. But everyone has a purpose. These posts have a purpose. And being able to say, this was my little soliloquy, my little monologue on my show. Well, you know, dot, dot, dot. If you like the soliloquy, then maybe you'll want to watch the full episode of that, of that show. And maybe if you like that, you might want to subscribe to the show. So there is a method to the madness, number one. Um, you know, number two, there is clearly, you know, when I say this was yesterday's one, that which will be next week or the week after a newsletter, as soon as it comes out, will be this is just a average day in the collective cafe. If you like this kind of content, maybe you want to come and hang out with us occasionally in the morning or subscribe to the podcast. And I love the fact that, you know, as I said at the beginning of this, um, let's go back to the fact that I hope that the seven of you today are not just sitting on your rear ends listening, but I hope you're on the treadmill. I hope you're moving around the house. I hope you're driving. I hope you're multitasking because you're a winner if you are. You're still a winner if you're not. Because... Hell, you could be on the hammock or on the rocking chair or the lazy boy and just leaning back and, and, and actually enjoying the content too, which hopefully is enjoyable. That's okay too. We don't always have to be busy. So again, I'll kind of almost contradict myself. You don't have to multitask, but it helps, especially if the multitasking is productivity without distraction right? Productivity without distraction. If you're playing a game on the phone right now, that's different to unpacking the dishwasher and, you know, paint or painting the fence or taking out the trash. That's a win-win, as is driving, as is being on the treadmill. In fact, in fact, I love the idea of combining audio with physical, not audio visual, but audio physical, there's another thought, audio physical. See, I'm learning. I'm actually, th these are articles, audio physical, not audio visual, but audio physical. This is why I love these sessions. And why for me, in a way, it doesn't matter whether there are zero people in here or 2,000 people in here. In fact, I better make sure that I don't change my message when there are 2,000 people, it will be harder for me, not easier. Because the comments that come in will be too, there'll be too many comments. I will need moderators. I will need, you know, what will happen is instead of one of you writing a comment in the chat, you'll have to come up onto stage quickly and be like a sidekick, which I think would be fun too. So fat thin, 
is someone who, what do they call it, a fat person in a thin person's body. That's really what it is. And we can unpack that and we can think about what does that mean. And maybe the conclusion is that's okay. Yeah, I'm a fat person in a thin person's body. At the moment, I think I'm a fat person in a fat person's body. But that's okay. What isn't okay is to believe that by being a fat person, whether you're in a thin person's body or fat person's body, you are less than. You're not good enough. And it's easier said than done. It really is. I mean, there isn't a single person on this planet that would... That, I, mean, I mean, there are some, but they're not nice people. They would say, no, it isn't good enough. Being fat is bad. No, being unhealthy is bad. Or being unhealthy is not healthy. Bad is a weird word. And, and, that's, kind of, and that's kind of like my own journey and my own, I don't want to say battle, but it's to be good enough. And to be great. To be great at some things. I mean, uh, Fanzo's got this thing. He says, um, uh, Jack of, you know, it's actually not Jack of all trades, master of none. It's Jack of all trades, master of one. Or sometimes Jack of all trades, master of some. Like in the whole subject about niching down and yada, yada, yada. But, but I like that idea. Why do we assume that jack of all trades, master of none, is is the thing. You know, I I am a jack of all trades and a master of some. I am a generalist and a specialist. At the moment, I choose to specialize in Web3. That's really my focus. My focus is community and community building and Web3 and tokenization. That's kind of where my head is at right now. Um, doesn't necessarily mean I'm a subject matter expert or, or a specialist, but I'm certainly specializing. But I'm definitely a generalist at marketing. Some people are not. Some people are specialists or at direct marketing or... CRM or or branding but I'm I've actually built I'm a specialist at being a generalist if that makes any sense so I've chosen my path of being that jack of all trades and master of some but the key in all of that is to be able to it, it, it it's identity it's um it's actually prioritization it's knowing who you are who you're not who you could be um who you were that's why this fat thin is so important this perception is reality because when we lose touch when we lose track of who we are and who we're meant to be if we're basing that on on what people expect us to be if we have unrealistic expectations of our ability, our potential, our skills, our talents, um, culturally we find that there are different cultures approach excellence in academia, excellence in you know uh, you know how how success is measured. We are living through very very challenging times at the moment and from what i allegedly from what i understand this terrible shooting in nashville may have come down to parents not accepting or being able to accept their child in terms of their body their um their image, their, um, their journey, you know, the fact that they were not going to be just like everyone else. And certainly there are many, many, many other factors. Let's just be very, very clear about that. But was it a sobering message to me? 
as I'm going through my own, you know, journey. I've been talking about this podcast I've been listening to. It's actually not a, a podcast. It's a, it's it's kind of um, uh, an amazing um, program of audio um, therapy lessons followed by actual um, therapy sessions. And I'll share, <clears throat> I'll continue to share some thoughts with you. If you are listening to this and you're struggling as a parent to connect with your child, having difficulty, please contact me privately and I will make this recommendation. Um, it could be life-changing and it could be life-saving. You never know. But let me tell you something. It begins it begins as a child. How can you accept yourself when you when you are not accepted by your parents? I mean, who who who's got your back more than your parents ultimately? And when they don't, it's got to be the ultimate betrayal. And um but you know, let's bring it back. This isn't, I just want to be very, very, very clear. I don't, you know, as it relates to what's happened, this is just me talking out loud and doing a bit of um, <clears throat> soul searching and trying to understand and trying to internalize and trying to figure things out. Um, but bringing it back to myself as an adult, and, you know, someone who looks in the mirror and someone whose belt moves from one notch to two notches to three notches, back to one notch, back to no notches. <clears throat> you know, as I said to my son the other day, I said, do you know what SSDD stands for? He's like, no, Dad. It stands for same shit, different day. Well, I mean, I know you know this. Until you get to the root of the problem there will always be a problem. You can change jobs, you can change schools, you can change friends, you can change communities. But until you change yourself, or in this particular case, until you accept yourself and love yourself, it's SSDD. By the way, the code for the POEP today is, uh, I'll just tell you what it is. It's fat thin. Fat thin. And maybe my, um, <clears throat> maybe my reconciliation here is I'm fat thin and, and, and I'm okay with that. As opposed to, right, as opposed to, you're not fat, Joe. You're looking good. Have you lost weight? Like, that's fine. The external, we all need and crave validation. Like that's, that's important. Everyone loves compliments. Some are not so good at taking it. I'm, I've always, for the longest time, not been very good at taking compliments. Compliments are great. But they are, they will fall on deaf ears. They will go in one ear and out the other if you don't believe them. And that's the difference. You can also pay someone a compliment and you can genuinely, genuinely mean it and genuinely, genuinely believe it. But if they don't, then it's, it's everything from placating to, you know, it just, it just doesn't land. So I hope you have an amazing hump day, an amazing Wednesday, an amazing uh, wellness Wednesday. And, you know, and be at peace. Be at peace and, and, and love yourself, whether, whether you are um, an animal, a vegetable, a mineral, whether you are an avatar, whether you are a PFP, whether you are um, yourself, I saw the other day, um, just today actually, uh, I think it was my friend Matt. 
he said um <laughs> he said that uh people shouldn't have um bio photos that are more than 10 years old i think he's right actually uh let me find mine i've been using the same one you know for it definitely statute of limitations is is up i'm guilty as charged by the way if you if what what's that old saying that says uh, if you look like if you look like your uh, your uh, passport photo you're too sick to travel so this is <laughs> that's mine that's the one i just use all the time i mean come on it's not me I'll show you me. Let me let me take a quick selfie. I'm gonna post that now. This is this is me today. Now, would you hire anyone that looks like this uh, this person? Well, I, I mean, no, you shouldn't. In fact, you should probably call the cops. Um, let me let me post that. But of course, the irony of it. And it's 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 delicious irony is this is the me that's going down to Miami, not you know the the keynoter that you see in front of you. So that's me as of today, and that was the other image. By the way, if I could fit into that shirt, you know, give the man a prize because no way I'm fitting into that shirt at the moment. Um, it's kind of crazy. That, oh my goodness, let me just see. I'll tell you exactly when that, well, I don't know exactly when it was, but I probably have a good idea. Let's see, I'll go to uh, headshots. I mean, I've probably edited it over the years or just renamed it, so it's it's entirely, po- it's entirely possible that... Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's entirely possible that it's um, that I don't remember when it is. Uh, um, yeah, it's hard to say, but I think, but I, it's definitely about. Um, it's probably about ten years old, maybe. But I think the point that I was trying to make is that the person with the with the you know beard over there and the I don't know what's going on uh, at the bottom. That's the guy that's going to be walking around in Miami at NFT Miami not the not the person above that's the guy now could i shave maybe could i get a haircut maybe could i put some gel on my hair maybe could i wear some nice clothes maybe i will i will be dressed well i mean and i don't know that i'll shave and I'm definitely not going to get a haircut because there's no time. Although I could go today, but with for all of those things, for all of those things, um, Matt is right who wrote the post because the guy that shows up is the guy on the bottom. He actually said, in fact, I think it was him or a comment, which is you should actually get like an AI avatar of yourself looking like you're 75 years old, so that when you actually show up, people say to you, like, "Oh my God, you 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 look so young in person." which is a great spin and, you know, it's a joke, um, but I do kind of love that little twist, right? Which is you actually like, not only do you not use an old biopic, but you actually get a biopic, use one of those apps that make you look older than you are and more wrinkled than you are and, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's like don't get me into trouble with, from an ageism standpoint, I'm old already. Um, and then people are like, man, you look amazing in person. Or you just show up as yourself everywhere you go. On Twitter, in Discord, IRL, you know, on your website, you are who you are. And hopefully you love yourself for it and hopefully they love you too. And I love all of you. So have an amazing Wednesday. Tomorrow I will be driving to the airport tomorrow i'm flying on xo as my little um my first private experience going down to miami 
And uh, it's going to be interesting because you're meant to arrive there at nine, which is now. And uh, and then wheels up, wheels up is 9.30. So I will be talking to you while I'm driving tomorrow. I'm going to Westchester. And um, definitely I might need some help. So anyone, uh, Bez, if you want to maybe... Uh, jump up onto stage and and help me. And uh, it's Thursday. I don't think we have a guest in tomorrow. So if anyone wants to bring a book, maybe and do some reading, um, that would be awesome. I could I could use a little bit of help tomorrow because I will be in the car. So I may be going in and out of uh, of service. But uh, let me stop the recording. And uh, um, of course, for those of you that are listening on the pod, um, I won't be recording Thursday and Friday because I'm on the road, but I will be back recording on Monday with a little debrief of NFT Miami. Um, hello, Bez. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.